Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. Should we jump in? I'm, I'm here. Okay. Here for it. So last week we <laughs> talked about kind of prepping for querying and some of the logistics of just keeping track of your queries and all the different things that different agents want and all of that and kind of how to, to prep. Um, this week we thought we would talk a little more about the emotional side of <laughs> querying trenches <laughs> and how to maybe prep for that or what things are helpful in that. Um, I, I was thinking about it as I was approaching this. I know we've talked about vulnerability before, yeah. But I don't think we've ever really talked about it in this kind of personal hitting the core of something that it is from an identity standpoint. When we're writers, we write so that we can get our work out there. Yeah. And as we're putting it out there, sending it to agents, it is very much this feeling of vulnerability about do I have what it takes am I actually a writer like all of those things I mean yeah. as I'm just prepping to, <laughs> to get it together I already feel those messages coming in yeah and I think acknowledging just how much of that can be that mental uphill battle having to manage that internal side of sharing it not just the being prepared which obviously being prepared does take away some of the fear and some of that uncertainty at least of getting quote-unquote wrong but it's still there it's still that part of us that's yeah. going out I think I delayed querying for a long time because you're right like those questions start creeping in even as you're just prepping like what are people gonna think about this is everybody gonna hate it am I actually a writer do I have any skill here yeah. all of that starts coming up um even before you start sending things out and I think Okay, so I have so much to say on this. I like don't know where to start. Yeah. Because you're right. Like it's so vulnerable. It is so vulnerable. And you know that going into it. Like you can prep for it as much as you want. You can delay it and really work through all of those things and Absolutely. work through those questions in your head. And I think that's great. Like you should you should do that personal work so that you're really ready when, when it comes time to Corey and so that you know what you're getting into. But even doing that, yeah. <laughs> and even as much as I felt like I knew that it was going to be tons of rejections, I went into it with a really, with really open eyes, I think, and clear understanding of what it is for even authors who are, you know, even, even authors I love got tons of rejection yeah. letters. Like, that's what it is. And I went in knowing that, but it's still hits hard when you get that first yes. one and when you get that 10th one and when you get that 20th one you know like it's just hard and I think the more like you should do the work and be prepared and mentally prepare for for what you need to with that but no matter how much of that you do you cannot entirely prepare for it yeah and it is going to be hard no matter what that's just part of the process I think it's important to acknowledge that it's part of the process yeah. Not just for you, not just for me. Yeah. Literally, yeah. you read any craft book and we'll have authors talking about all of their rejections. And, and I do think that sometimes making it into a bit of a game yes. might help reframe what it is that's happening to you. It does help. It's still hard. 
That's exactly. (laughs) But it's still hard. I think that even just acknowledging that when we share our work in that way, we're putting it out there with open hands. If someone doesn't want it, it's impossible not to feel that way. So so I think really it's a question of management and a question of as we go through it, doing whatever it is that can be done to try to keep those things in mind while also managing and acknowledging whatever emotion is happening. You do. You have to find some coping mechanisms. And I, I think you're right that like turning it into a game can be a coping mechanism, you know, like get your peg on the wall and print things out and stick them on like Stephen King, whatever. Or, you know, like Brian and I have talked about like making it your goal to get a hundred rejections instead of making it your goal to get that one. Yes. Make it your goal to get hundred reje- rejections. Cause that's something yeah. that's in your power. I can get a hundred rejections. Exactly. Now, of course, I don't want to just like send out trash to try to get those hundred nice. rejections, but that's still an achievable thing. And so like that has been sort of our funny joke, like how closer do you to that hundred goal yet? And I think that helps. It does help. Yeah. Yeah. So I've sent out 56 query letters. I've gotten 34 rejections. I don't think I will send out a hundred with this book. Like, yes, I think yeah. 56 is probably about all. I have maybe four more, like I could maybe make it to 60 that I could maybe send out once I've heard, like they're the ones that are like doubled up, like the same agency that um, I have to wait till one rejects it before I can send it to another yes. kind of thing. I think like, it was interesting to me that not everyone hit the same way. Like that was a, I didn't expect mm-hmm. that. Like I expected a rejection is a rejection is a rejection, <laughs> but it's not actually true. Like that first rejection was harder than others. And there were like certain agents that I had anticipated or wanted a yes from more than others. Absolutely. So those hit harder too. Yeah. And I think like the last few have also been hard as I've started, like I've gotten 34 rejections out of the 56, but most all but 12 of those 56 are almost to the time limit too. So even if I don't get an actual rejection from them, they'll exactly. time out really soon. So I'm, I'm pretty close to that. Like this run is done. It's an assumed, yeah. Like this book has probably had its current time. So that also like the, the later rejections have hit harder than the earlier ones, I think too, because those first few was like, yeah, this is part of the process. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, that person rejected it, but I'm just closer to one more agent who will maybe say yes. But these later ones, like now, now that I'm three, four, you know, three, four months in, it's a little harder when I get those rejection letters in my email. It's like, okay, is anyone ever going to want this book? Yeah. Um, But I I think it was good to also celebrate the good milestones. Like the first time that someone asked for a full manuscript and like, I've had two full manuscript requests, which were both rejected ultimately just recently. But that still felt like yeah. a book of life, you know, like that felt like, okay, mm-hmm. there's somebody who wants to read more of this. <laughs> like, I'm not the only one who thinks that this has something. And in the end, you know, like they had their reasons for saying no, but they still wanted to read more. And that felt like, okay, that is kind of all I can hope for, for the first time I'm querying, right? Like, in That's... all likelihood, the first book I'm querying is not going to be the one that gets right. up. And I think that's into kind of even just acknowledge that it yeah. it is a win like you got your full manuscript in two people yeah which i think that often we authors at least that i've heard it's like we want to go from zero to all of a sudden bestsellers list and yeah 
Like, unfortunately, that's that probably not going to happen. <laughs> no. So it is kind of the, okay, this is this step. This is yes. this step on this journey. Did, did it yeah. take as many steps forward as I wanted it to? Maybe not. But the kids is actually having that grit to stick in with it and yeah. keep going at, after that point. And yes. I think one of the things that we've talked about um, and that you've actually did, I'm working towards mine, is you also got back to work. Yes. right on on writing a new idea which do you think that that helped yes and no <laughs> <laughs> i i think absolutely while you're waiting for rejections to come in like you should have something to distract you like you need to get back to yeah. writing absolutely mm -hmm. so i think it helped it did yeah. but i also think it was really hard like i just finished a whip that i started basically around the same time as i started querying and it was harder to write that book than it's been to write any other book that I've ever written. And I think some of that had to do with getting those rejection letters at the same time. Yeah. Like, it was hard to power through and keep writing when it was like, nobody is going to want this. Mm. Um, and I recognize like that that yeah. is black and white thinking. It's generalization. It's not actually true. Like just because they didn't want the last book doesn't mean they won't want the next one. Yeah. It, was, it was hard. It stirred yeah. up all those feelings. And so it was a really hard thing to get through that book. But if I hadn't had it, I think yeah. you know, because when those voices started telling me those things, I could push back and say, nope, that's not true. Like one book, it does not mean that the next one won't work. And yeah, Absolutely. no one's wanting this book, but I'm going to try again. And, yeah. and really like, I, I think for myself, my new goal is like, okay, maybe next time if I can just get one more request for full than last time, you know, like if I can get I three requests from full next time, then we'll be on the great track. And you're like, if I can just get yeah. a little bit more interest each time I send something out, then in all likelihood, sometime, someday, someone will want something. Yeah. I think there's several things to unpack in there. One is what do we have control of? Ultimately, yeah. the things that we do have control over, what is it that we can do ourselves? Like what, yes, yes we can hope that someone gets it the first day they see it and they're like, I must have this. We can hope for that. But what can we actually do control? Yeah. We can keep working, we can keep working to make it as good as it can be. We can hopefully have those milestones, whatever they are, getting it in front of people who we have a good idea, it fits in with them. Yeah. But ultimately, like when it gets to it, really it's that battle between you, all, all the messages in your head to just keep going, to yeah. just continue to push the, the boulder up the hill. If it's the quarrying part of that, or if it's the new one that you're writing, which thankfully I, I have one that I am excited to write as well for while I'm querying that actually I originally was like, I'm going to write the second book and I will write, regardless what happens to this historical fiction, I will be writing a second book because it yeah. is, this is it's a legacy thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a family story that is worth telling even if it's never picked up. Yeah. But I think trying to write the second one while I'm in the first is that just, would be hard would yeah. be really hard so i'm planning to actually write you know my end now for something completely different so i'm going to be doing my history novel um and that's a great idea to just write something <laughs> that's fun and for you and that's enjoyable for you during that time great. absolutely and it's going to be that experience that i'm like we're going to see what happens like, yeah. with it. I, and it's one that i am trying to like get into the the feel of it so that I can actually just 
enjoy those elements that I can get into, even if it's just design aesthetics while I'm going through the torture. Um, I think it is important to have whatever that is that can help be that soothing thing, that coping yes. thing, even if it's yes. in a completely different project, even if it's like taking a painting or like mm-hmm. some way that does have some of that refilling yourself while you're being depleted in another way. I totally agree. Something that I just started this week and that has been really helpful. So I, I guess like two weeks ago, I sent out the last of my list of my Mm -hmm. agents list. And I, when I finished this draft I was working on while querying, I started really intentionally working through um, steering the craft by Ursula Le Guin and doing the exercises in the book. And honestly, like, I feel like that was more helpful for me than starting right in on a whip because that Mm. felt like I am actively working to improve my writing and make it better. Like every time I think I write a book, I think, I hope my writing gets better, but sometimes writing a book feels so abstract and so big that I can't actually tell if this is better than the one before. And I think that was a big struggle for me with this last project. I felt like I don't think this is better than the one before and no one wants the one before. (laughs) So why am I doing this? But doing like writing exercises and intentionally like making my writing better felt like taking back power. If if that makes sense. Like it was a way I could control. I'm going to get better at this. (laughs) Like it or not, I'm going to get better at this. And I think there is something said for exercises where it's like doing math problems it's like you get the concept and then you actively do it right that moment in an example and we don't often think of writing that way we're like well it's just you know I'm writing my book and this is you know I have this vision and it's like well there are things you you read and you try it and you see what comes of it kind of back to the imitation Mm -hmm. size we did and even the 100 day project that we did there's so many things that I learned just by play and play with an intention that was actually trying to okay if I try to do this or if I try to take the lens here or I tried this point of view I, I think that there's something to be said for connecting it from any like grander vision yeah. And just getting in there in the sandbox, just building stuff, even if it doesn't go anywhere, it's doing yeah, it. Totally. I think the other thing that's been really helpful is to have, to have a couple cheerleaders in my corner, like to have a couple people who really loved my book. And I don't know that I realized how important that was. Like, I think in the future, I will send books to beta readers until I find someone who loves it. And if I don't, then go back to the drawing board because mm. there were, I had, I had two beta readers in particular who were just so excited about this book that I was querying that I knew like they just, they wanted it on shelves more than I did. <laughs> that makes sense. And yeah. so feeling down, like it was so great to be able to like talk to them and be like, oh, I got another rejection letter today and have them be just that cheerleader, you know, like, and kind of pump me back up for like, okay, send out some more, some more query letters, <laughs> send us, you know, like get back to it. I want to see this book on shelves. And it like, there were, there are so many moments when you as a writer, I think, uh, will question yourself. You will, and yeah. you will question what you're doing. You will question your book. You will question whether anyone will want it. And it was so good to have some people in my corner 
who weren't questioning it, who believed in it, even when I didn't. And I think that that's important. Um, it's hard to find. And Absolutely. I, I might not always be able to find it. I'm realizing like what was interesting too is I don't think that the cheerleaders for my last book will be the same cheerleaders for this book that I just finished. They're very different stories and have a very different oh. feeling. They'll need different readers or different cheerleaders. But I think it is important to kind of find those people who believe in your book and in your work. Does that make sense? Like from Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is important of having whatever it is that helps you keep that momentum, where whatever it is that helps you keep going, yeah. whatever that support is. I mean, I think with beta readers, for myself, I'm not going to go to that many people that necessarily Early but I think you can have your, sister, your sisters could play yeah. that role, you know, like a, yeah, spouse, they absolutely. a supportive family member or friend who can exactly. just be like, no, keep going, well, you've got this. I think that's important, finding, even if it's someone who's supportive of you, like, even if it's not this specific work, mm-hmm. even if it's someone just supportive of you, because you could be yeah. writing something that is very like, not necessarily connecting with the the writers yeah, everyone has community. different tastes yeah. exactly but finding that thing that helps you keep that going even if it's just someone who's supportive of you and what it is you're doing and who maybe just knows how to truly you mm-hmm. and build you up as a writer and I think it's all really important and it goes to that community that you know we've talked about some of our work might be for some people and some of our work might not be be for those same people you know for other people but I think also like there are certain situations as we write that maybe it's knowing okay this is a situation in which I want to share this widely Mm -hmm. and maybe this something that you know what this is a little too close and it's something that I want to share with just a few Mm -hmm. and I think knowing that and being strategic also can be a good thing. Yeah. Because I know we've talked about there can be, you know, giving it out to everyone. You might have those people who see you as competition or who see, you know, anything that's not in their exact wheelhouse as something that, oh, it's the fault of the work. And I think knowing when we need to say, you know what, okay, like I feel good about it or I have that confidence in it. And and whatever that looks like, if it's having those cheerleaders, if it's finding cheerleaders within you for your own work, whatever it is, I think it's important to figure out how to kind of keep that going forward. Because that's that's part of the job. Like it's kind of, you know, it's hard to admit, but (laughs) it is part of that job. Putting it out there, being vulnerable, getting it, in front of people who will potentially reject it. <laughs> yeah. Um, more and than not. not. In an abstract yep. way either. Like, yeah. you, you know, like when you, yeah. when you self-publish, you might have lots of people who don't choose to buy your book. And yes. that is sort of a form of rejection. But there's something very yes. different about having an actual letter show up. I don't want this. Absolutely. <laughs> it's and a very then, gentle form of rejection. As I was going through, like someone talking about the tips that they have, which I, I'll link some of them in the notes. Mm-hmm. Said that what she did is she went to books that she loved and she would find the ones reviews for that book that she loved mm-hmm. to remind her that it's not for everyone. And all books get those like really bad stuck type of reviews. And how, you know, that kind of helped put it in perspective, put it, yes. put that 
you know, whatever it is, if it's journaling about your emotion that you're experiencing to kind of get it out, to kind of be able yeah. to express and, and even just grapple with and put it in its appropriate place, yeah. whatever it is that needs to be done in order to be able to get through the process and like continue to want to do this job. I, I think something else I've realized and learned is that the first day or two after I send something out, whether it's to betas or to an agent, I will be grumpy and depressed, like no matter what. Even before I hear back on anything, like it, yeah. it's just something I'm starting to learn about how I cycle through the writing journey. <laughs> um, yeah. Like it just, it feels vulnerable. And I feel then very insecure and very vulnerable those first, definitely that first day, sometimes those first few days. And I think at first I, I felt like, snap out of this, I've got to try mm-hmm. to fix this. And I'm starting to realize that that has never worked. And I just need yeah. to like, let it be for those first, you know, like that first little bit, I just need to be like, okay, that's how I'm going to feel. And that's okay. <laughs> and maybe I need to journal about it. Maybe I need to process it. Maybe I need to just go for a long walk. Maybe I need to just like say, I don't need to get anything on my to-do list then mm-hmm. for this day because I know this day is going to be hard and I'm just going to, you know, read books and <laughs> do happy things. But I'm starting to realize like, that's okay. Like that it's okay to kind of take that day or two, whether it's after first sending something out or whether after it's after getting, you know, a particularly hard rejection, like getting a rejection on a full manuscript or something like that. Like, it's okay to just take a little time and let yourself feel what you're feeling, no matter how much you try to, you know, build those supports or have those good coping mechanisms or know it going ahead of, ahead of time. It's still going to be hard and you still have to let yourself feel that. Yeah. Well, it's a process. It's like grief. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you can't speed your way through it. it. It is that kind of vulnerability process. And it is, I think it, you're right to compare it to grief. Like it feels like grief. There's an opportunity loss there. Well, and also there's almost that distancing because in some ways, once it goes out in whatever yeah. method, there's some distancing with it. Like, Yeah, it no it, longer just belongs to you. Exactly. <laughs> belongs exactly. to other people who might not like it. <laughs> right. I think that is important to one, acknowledge and to acknowledge that we probably go through that process differently, but to acknowledge it within ourselves of like, each of us will potentially need something different whatever that is and to not feel bad about like giving yourself the time or giving yourself permission to to basically not do anything for and I I think asking for that you know like we have families so sometimes like I think I'm starting to learn to like say to Brian like hey I just sent this book out and I need need a day I'm gonna be grumpy today (laughs) morning you I'm going to need a little extra, like, um, words of affirmation. I'm going to need some extra hugs. I'm going to, you know, like, it's okay to also ask for what you need. I think that is such wisdom because often when we don't pay attention to what it is we need and we don't ask for it. And I think recognizing that's part of the process and going through it, not feeling bad about it, like just allowing, allowing it to be what it needs to be. Oh, well, to all of you in the quarrying trenches, we yes. send our heartfelt empathy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is hard, like we've said, and, and you do have to kind of figure out your own ways for dealing with it, which will be different from everyone else's. But hopefully we've given you some ideas or things to try out yes. and see if they work for you as you're going through that. But mostly we just want to remind you that, yeah, it's okay to ask for what you need. It's okay to take time for what you need. 
it's okay to feel those feelings. Um, yes. It is hard. It never feels good to be rejected. But it's also something that we all go through. Like if you send out queries, you will get rejection letters. That is just how it is and part of the process. Yes. So we hope you remember that as well and that you keep sending things out, keep writing, keep doing the work, keep working to, to improve your writing, keep reading to improve your writing <laughs> and keep, yeah, keep going. And absolutely the world needs your voice. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, we hope you'll um, find us. Yeah. Leave a comment, find us on Instagram, tell us your Corey Trenches stories so we can commiserate together (laughs) (laughs) and and keep listening. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks. (laughs) 